1: Hey, welcome to the Friday podcast. It is a doozy today. Uh, Ron DeSantis suspending the progressive Soros-backed state attorney is just the beginning of good news on today's show. We also have some uh, hitches in our get along, if you will. Uh, The FBI director uh, finds the allegations that the FBI mishandled the Hunter Biden information really troubling. He read it, and, oh, he finds it deeply troubling. Yeah? Are you doing anything about it? Also, Ted Cruz uh, got the FBI uh, director to make an astonishing admission about the agent who was in charge during the Whitmer uh, kidnapping plot investigation. Yeah, you may know this because we've talked about it before, but now he's on record. Yeah, that guy is the dirtbag that uh, is now overseeing the January 6th. you know, investigation. No, not a problem on that. Uh, Also, they're hiding tapes. We talked about that. The FBI is a big topic. The climate bill. Hey, Kristen cinema. She's finally on board. Well, I'm going to tell you what it's going to do to your food in just a, just a minute. Also, also a whole segment of just really good news and Bill O'Reilly. Also, Michael Malice joins us. And monkeypox, all on today's podcast. Brought to you by Goldline. Here's something amazing tons of Americans out there still don't know that it's possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. That could help your savings in retirement, building up a protective wall against inflation or any other kind of insanity like, I don't know, stock market crash. Oh, that will never happen, really? It's a big deal, and it's something that Goldline could help you out with right now. Been working with Goldline for over a decade, and that's because I trust them. I was a customer of theirs long before they were a customer of mine. Contact Goldline today. Tell them that I sent you from the podcast and give Goldline the promo code MYB, which represents what we had on our first coins before In God We Trust. It was mind your business. I love that. You can get these little silver bars, mind your business, just as a thank you for calling in. So request the information at their website at goldline.com or call them 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, goldline.com. Here's the podcast.
2: You're listening to the
0: best of the Glenn Beck program.
1: love this uh shoplifter uh from new york he he he's been arrested before, but they caught him um and uh, and apparently uh he's only been arrested a hundred and one times, and this is his hundred and two and once you pass a hundred and two, I don't know did they give him was there a ticker tape thing that happened in the courtroom? You just went over one hundred <laughs> congratulations. You're number one. Uh, I'm not sure, but he's out again. Also, a man on bail for attempted murder, who was also out on bail for two separate gun cases, is now in court uh, for another gun in a stolen car. And, um, you know, the, the... the prosecutors just said, wait, 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 wait. We're going to give him bail, right? I mean, we're going to let him out. The judge, thank God, said, are you out of your mind? No, actually, this is the way of the world now, judge. He's in jail today, finally. Uh, by the way, we can't prosecute people, but the Trump the Trump and White House uh, Trump officials are likely to be cr- criminally charged now in the election probe. And the good news is, is this completely against the Constitution? But the, uh, the uh, Capitol Police have decided on their own, nothing to do with Nancy Pelosi. They just took it upon themselves uh, that they are going to um, they're gonna appoint their own prosecutor. So the police are going to pick their own prosecutor, completely against the law and unconstitutional, and they're going to they're gonna let them prosecute. And if it doesn't work out the first time the way they want, they'll appoint their own judge, too, you know, because they're the Capitol Police. They don't answer to anybody, but I don't think that's a problem. I don't think that's a problem. Can we please play the Energy Secretary audio about the spiraling oil prices and what we're going to do about it? Here's Jennifer Granholm. It's cut one.
2: You know what? These upward spiraling prices of fossil fuels are exactly why we have to transition to a clean economy because, I mean, my counterpart in Ireland, Minister Ryan often says no country has ever been held hostage to access to the sun or access to the wind. So let's build our own energy security, all of us at home so that we are not held hostage. First of all, did you see The Simpsons? Has anyone ever heard of Montgomery Burns? (laughs) (laughs) His entire plan
1: (laughs) was stopping the sun. No, nobody's ever held people hostage from the sun. That doesn't happen. And my Irish friend, my Irish counterpart, he also says, top of the morning. And I love it when he says that. It's just... (laughs) Full of sunshine. I get power off of that. Hey, Ryan, oh. is that even a real person? You're just you're just saying you know Irish names at this point. We don't- <laughs> I met him at a pot of gold. <laughs> anyway, um, the spiraling oil prices. You mean the ones you caused? The ones you caused are exactly why we must go green. Uh-huh. Whenever you hear the administration talk about this transition. It's not a transition from inflation. It is in transition to a new world order. That's what's happening. That's what they mean in this transition, a complete green society and one run by the great reset. We love these transitional periods. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Man, one with the streets. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. All right, Stu. Yes. You ready for some good news? Yes, Glenn. Now, why do you say it like that? No,
2: I was just reacting to your uh, your claim of being one with the streets.
1: no oh, that's me. You know that. That's Been your long, history for a long time. I know. Cut 15 is what we're going to play, and uh, Cut 15 uh, is um, is really quite entertaining. This was posted on, um, I don't know, commie chat. What's well, a TikTok? And uh, it's a teacher of a middle school class who's having a crisis. Listen to this.
2: Okay, TikTok, I really need your help here on this one. I'm a teacher. I teach fifth and sixth grade. And uh, this morning, I don't know, somehow um, the concept of pronouns came up. Um, and somehow one of my students said, well, Miss Odell, did you even ask me my pronouns? And I was like, whoa, I hadn't actually asked him his pronouns, and I had called him a him, and I, I said, oh, uh, I'm so sorry, I haven't actually called you, I mean, asked you what your pronouns are, and um, what are they? And he said, I'm sorry, banana said, banana and rock, and I was like, dude, no, like, don't mess around. With- I was, I was actually really upset because. I thought he was making fun of it, and in fact, I'm still pretty mm. sure he was making fun of it. And uh, but they all agreed, no, like you can choose anything, banana rock. If you want banana and rock to be a pronoun, banana and rocks are pronoun. Is it?
1: Good God! Oh no, you cut it off there. Oh, how could he have cut it off there? Her her, her next statement is, is it really true? Are we at this place in America? where a pronoun you can just choose anything. Yes. Yes, that's where we're on. that's where we are. That's where we you're just catching on to this? Don't make fun of that. There pencil over there, it's crying <laughs> pencil's little eyes out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's absolutely incredible that I mean, it's obviously incredible. that's 100% what I would be doing in high school right now. Or middle school. That's exactly what oh, I would be doing. Course. I would be torturing every teacher, w- oh. demanding they call me banana or rock.
1: A hundred percent. That's my, my whole. Student. I would be. I would be the most obnoxious. I was pretty obnoxious in class, as you can imagine. Hmm. Uh, uh, but I would be the most obnoxious. The most obnoxious at this time. Oh my. My parents would kill me. I mean, my dad would be, you know, jobless. My mother would have been burned at the stake. I mean, because I would have just been crazy with this. Yes. I would have used this to get out of class. Say my pronoun.
2: Every single day. Every day I would have some sort of made-up gender crisis to go home I mean, I would go, (laughs) it would be, I would manipulate this system into zero days of school. That's exactly what I would do with it. And I'd be proud of it. I'd be dumb, but I'd be proud of it.
1: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenbeck Beck program. Mr. Michael Malice, author of The Anarchist, a handbook and a great book um, uh, called uh, Dear Leader and the host of his podcast. You're welcome. Michael Malice. What is it that you think is the biggest story of the week?
0: Uh, well, I think the biggest issue was uh, the primaries that happened on Tuesday, and, and broad, more broadly speaking, and uh, I'm sure this is something you've discussed as well, is this insane brinksmanship that the members of the Democratic Party seem to be playing in some of these primaries. Because the argument is, yeah. you have this kind of uh, insurrectionist wing of the Republican Party, and they're going to destroy democracy. Dick Cheney, one of the great villains of our time, just cut an ad uh, for his uh, despicable daughter saying, Donald Trump is the worst the, the most dangerous person that America's ever had to face in the future of our republic? The, the most dangerous? Uh, Dick Cheney's basically been logging with the cross. He's a domestic terrorist who kills <laughs> millions of people and literally has no heart and has no consequences for it. Uh, how many children has he well, killed? You know, it's it, it's despicable. But the point <laughs> is, let's suppose they're, they're telling the truth and they genuinely believe this. They're trying to push Trump candidates toward the general with the presumption Makes no sense. That that these candidates can't get elected, but Trump won in 2020, at least. And this was Stalin's strategy in Germany in the 30s, which is he had the German communists, who had an enormous amount of support, go after the Social Democrats party. Social Democrat party, excuse me, call them social fascists, and basically say that those are the ones you should attack instead of Hitler. So if if what they're saying is not some cynical ploy this would be de- demented. And since we have a dementia patient in the white house, maybe it's appropriate, but this, <laughs> this shows that these people are not either, either they're really, really dumb or they're really, really dishonest.
1: Uh, I think it's a combination of both of them. Honestly, I think there are some that are just so unbelievably uh, dishonest uh, and it, it stems from them just being really, really stupid. I think, um, you, uh, What would you think of, you know, yesterday everybody was talking about Alex Jones. The mainstream media went crazy with that, but they didn't talk that uh, yesterday also uh, Kevin Spacey was ordered to pay, th- I think, $31 million uh, yeah. in uh, bad boy money. Um, and there was another one that uh, happened yesterday. I can't remember. I mean, it wasn't just Alex Jones, but again, the media picks and chooses. What would you think of that?
0: Well, I had Alex on my show last week. I mean, Alex is clearly being made into a test case uh, to demonstrate that, you know, they had him by the short hairs. They were more than happy to see if they can twist the knife. Uh, The story that I think people might not be aware of is apparently his uh, attorney handed over his entire phone records. uh, Excuse me, every text message he sent and every email he sent for the last two years by accident and then later used that to try to call for a mistrial. After you know, had, uh, he had a window to say you got to send it back, and he didn't say anything about it. Uh, they were asking for 150 million dollars or more. Uh, the jury gave the, the families four million, but there still is the penal, the penalty phase that's going to come uh, to date. So I, I don't think you know. There's a lot of people salivating that I hope this is the end of Alex Jones, and they haven't given a reason as to why. Uh, you know, he said horrible things. He apologized for those horrible things. He's going to pay his price. What is it that he's saying that they find so dangerous? And I think it is that Alex Jones' whole shtick is the belief that what is told to us by the corporate press is in fact dishonest. My disagree with Alex was he's naive because this government would have no problem killing kids to further their agenda as we saw in Afghanistan last summer where no one had any consequences for it or even outrage.
1: Well, um, I, I tend to agree with you. However, um, you know, I think what he did, and, and this is not a legal argument, this is just a personal argument. I think what he was saying about, you know, that this was a psyops and, you know, all these kids were actors and the parents were actors. I, I just I found that the lowest of the low. But if you believed it, which I'm not sure if he did or not, but if you believed it, I guess you have a right to say it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I there's something very much to be said that if you're saying things that are so outrageous and it's it, you know like you don't get to go to a funeral and just laugh at people and just kind of shrug it off and say it's free speech. And and if it's something when you're saying that your kids are being used, you know, to further an agenda and they didn't really die, th- there is limits to to free speech. And Alex acknowled- acknowledges this. He's the first one. Uh, he's saying this is completely wrong. What I did, I should have done it. You know, I shouldn't have caused these parents pain and suffering. So this is a, the thing. is, He's also on trial in Connecticut. So this was the Texas verdict on you know, the Connecticut verdict. Mm-hmm. And I, I, they very much want to, regardless of Alex. Broadly speaking, there is very much an attempt, which we heard in twenty sixteen, when it was a given that Hillary was going to win, and fake news was their term, uh, uh, the establishment's term, that questioning establishment narratives, whether it's with COVID, whether it's the twenty twenty election, unless you are Stacey Abrams, uh, is something that needs to be made heretical.
1: So, when you say this is just the beginning of something, what do you uh, what do you foresee?
0: I, I mean, we saw we saw ourselves doing during COVID. You know, to have any kind of views outside of carefully delimited parameters established by tech companies and or the media and or the government is enough to do for them to do what they can to silence the person. But thankfully, in my opinion, the technology isn't there to banish someone because as of today, despite big seven figure legal judgments against him, if you want to know what Alex Jones has to say, his book's coming out in a few weeks. So that power that they had to vanish people that you and I can rattle off and remember that power has largely gone, and I think they're frantic about it.
1: Yeah, I think the thing is starting to fall fall apart because they're in uh, they're in such a panic mode because they were too arrogant. They just yes. they just let it rip with everything, um, and uh, you know I, I I just I don't see it lasting long. The gender. Uh, reassignment surgery stuff. I don't know if you saw what came out of uh, Great Britain, but I, I did uh, about 45 minutes on it yesterday in the podcast. And that thing is, that that is just, it's crazy. They, they are literally saying overseas, they're saying, don't follow the American model. They have gone off the rails. And now Sweden, Finland, uh, where else was it? England, and one other country... They have released studies that show this is the most dangerous thing that you can do to a child. And they're stopping it. They're closing it all down.
0: But I think the problem with America is that there's a huge wing of the Democratic Party that can't do anything but double down. And that if you challenge this doubling down, you're basically effectively read out of leftism. So they're going to be in a really tricky position. You know, we just started talking about how they're trying to push the Trump wing in, in terms of getting them forward to the general. There's also a big movement within the Democratic Party to purge people who are in any sense uh, uh, moderates on any issue. Look at uh, Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, who are basically being treated as Trump figures uh, by many Democratic activists.
1: It's crazy. So, how does that end, Michael? Traditionally, it's, how does that end?
0: Oh, it's going to end fun for me because I do love the political carnage, and I'm sure on some level you do too. Uh, because they're really going to be faced with two bad choices, and when we watch them try to reconcile, square the circle, uh, it's going to be very public and very hilarious. Or we're all going to be, you know, locked up. But in that case, hopefully, I'll get the top bunk, Ben. Uh, Glenn, excuse me.
1: So, so let me let me ask you this. The, um, uh, the last question is on Nancy Pelosi, and it's not about Taiwan or anything else. We are having a serious debate. Is she, is she senile, or is she drunk all the time, or is it possible that she's both? Uh,
0: I mean, it could just be that she has loose dentures, but here's my view on Pelosi. Uh, if the Republicans yeah. take Congress, they should do an investigation of what's going on with her husband, his money, and that arrest. And that would really hit the Democrats where it
1: hurts. You know, I, I don't think the Republicans will do it because I'll bet you there's a lot of Republicans that would be. And I'd be glad for that. But uh, I, I wonder if they'd even do it. I think when Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are gone, the, nobody in the political ruling class give a flying crap about it. All the republic they just they wouldn't care about it. And I, somebody's going to start paying for their crimes. OK, thank you, Michael Malice. I appreciate it. Thanks Thank you. Him. It's um, Michael Malice, uh, and uh, his uh, his website or his podcast is "You're Welcome." You can hear it wherever you get your podcasts.
2: This is the best of the Glenn Beck program.
1: Well, hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. We have a huge uh, show last uh, hour of the week. Uh, I'm going to be at CPAC tomorrow, and uh, the New York Times just came out with an article uh, about uh, the people who are attacking ESG. They're crazy. They're they're. They're trying to destroy one of the best things ever, and they're very dangerous. Really? I thought it was all a conspiracy theory. Now there's a new line of attack. Sure, it exists, but stopping it is evil. Oh, okay. I might be changing my topic at CPAC tomorrow. I'm just saying, because I love the New York Times. Uh, All right. We're going to take a quick break, one minute, and then we're right into... The Biden administration's monkeypox orders and the craziness that is California. Stand by. You and I both know all of our children are gifts from God. There is no doubt. But they're also our responsibility. We have to feed them. Oh, that's not a question. I thought, uh, because I didn't know. You have to feed them. Huh, write that one down. Clothe them, ensure that there's a roof over their heads. And most importantly, help them learn, learn the truth. Help them discern the truth. You have to help them develop their minds. You have to make sure that they're educated so that when they leave the nest and go out into this country of ours, they're prepared to help preserve it from harm. I want you to check out the Tuttle Twins brand new book. It's called American History. American History. I want you to grab this book. In fact, just go online. You don't even have to buy it. Just preview a free sample cha- uh, chapter. See for yourself why I think it is so good for our kids. It doesn't concentrate on the names and the story, uh, the names and the uh dates memorization, but on the stories. It's crucial that we start telling our story again. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Go there now. Check it out. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So, uh, Stu, the Biden administration has declared the monkeypox a public health emergency. Now, is this a public health emergency? I mean, are we all, aren't we clear? I mean, it's really simple, and it has nothing to do with gay people at all. Nothing. Seriously. Nothing i think we could make a really clear rule you you can comment in a second i think we can make a really cr- uh, clear rule don't have sex or actively cuddle with anyone who has open weepy sores now i don't i never thought i'd have to say that but i guess we do don't just roll around naked with somebody with sores don't snuggle up to somebody's face who has open weepy pussy sores. Don't do it. Mm, That's right. the way we solve this and it's uh, not really that hard of a problem, is it? Is you are really demeaning so.
2: the OS community, the open source community, uh Glenn. Uh, I,
1: where's their fun in <laughs> I'm all of sorry. this? i sorry. Yeah. I know. I, I, all those all those people who are who are really um a downtrodden people, people who have been ignored, the open source society um i i do apologize to you I, but you are the problem you know let's uh, say i have open weepy sores and yet i'm going to rub them all over somebody else yeah
2: there it's a problem there's these questions that are going around is this an issue that is specific to the lgbtqia 2 plus community and the answer to that is yes and no right no yeah, right. it's not the only way you can pass it right you can have other like if you had you could have Uh, intimate contact. You can have skin-to-skin contact over long periods of time. You can touch an open sore and put it in your eye. There's other other ways you can pass it. However, and this is the important part, the other side of it too, which is the yes side of it, 98% of cases are in the community of men having sex with men. With men. With men. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I do want to uh... I guess you could say that you're bisexual, so that makes you not gay. Um, mm-hmm. But it does not nope. make you heterosexual. Right. So, so th- th- uh, there's a this has been a
2: thing because I've been fascinated by this terminology because what we typically do, Glenn, in the English language, let's say, is we have mm-hmm. something like uh, a hamburger, okay? And a hamburger is a word that is used to symbolize a definition of something else a piece of cow fried up on a griddle uh, put on a uh, a couple of uh, buns with lettuce tomato and other toppings we don't say it like that because if we talked like that it would take six months to get through anything so instead we come up with a word that summarizes all of that called a hamburger now in every news story in america about monkeypox, the the story is men having sex with men which is fascinating because that we can we have words that would define sexual activity we actually even have abbreviations right like we we have lgbtqia2 plus we all understand that sort of behavior to have to describe it every mm-hmm. single
1: time is a bit arduous linguistically i would say you know yeah, I, yeah and it's uh you know it's also something that i don't want you know if I have very young children yeah. I don't want to be in the car like you may be right now with your car with your child and uh they look up and say what do they mean men having sex with men mommy <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i will I say if you I'm made sorry. it through
2: the open source conversation and you're still here with your little kids that's on you okay that's on you
1: as a parent <laughs> <laughs> That's not. That kids have we
2: kids can have play. open
1: sores, and it's not monkeypox. That's true. Of course, anyone I see with a cold sore, or anything, and my first response is could be monkeypox. <laughs> probably monkeypox. Could be cancer, but probably monkeypox. So,
2: can I bring up one other part of this that I don't think is getting nearly <laughs> enough attention right now?
1: Which is
2: how no, uh, badly Joe Biden has screwed this up. I, I huh, it's it, Yeah, I know it's it's hard to believe, um, but. First of all, you know, this isn't saying it's a pandemic. It's saying it's a public health emergency, which the lgbtqia 2 plus community is upset about. And they're upset about it for one reason, because they waited so long to declare it a public health emergency. This just helps direct funds and all the things that it does. But the, the interesting part about that is it appears that Joe Biden and his administration did not – Uh, make it a public health emergency earlier because they did not want to add stigma to the virus and to gay people who might be getting it or excuse me men having sex with men who might be getting it so they for woke purposes to not stigmatize they didn't make it a public health emergency didn't make it into a bigger deal within the communities affected and that ha- has made the problem worse. The other situation... Okay, so wait, wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. wait. I just more. have to
1: make sure I have this right. Mm-hmm. I know. I just want to make sure I have this part right. So when Reagan was slow on AIDS because he said it's only a gay disease... Which he didn't say, but and, yes. and well, Right, right. But they, they claimed right. that he was... He hesitated because it was only a gay disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and... uh and then when he saw Rock, Hot- Rock, Rock, Hudson, who was gay, but a friend, they say that's when he was interested. And they were really upset because obviously inaction kills people. So they said he was an evil, evil dude for that. Mm-hmm. Are they going to say the same thing about Joe Biden? Because while he did it for the opposite reasons, I don't want to bring stigma to the disease, I mean, if it's a disease, I think it's already got as much stigma on it as it <laughs> you know, can have. The sores are the stigma. Are, <laughs> the when stigma. you have yeah. open yeah.
2: sores, yeah. there's stigma attached to yeah. that, especially right. for right. sexual Unless reasons. you've
1: been harpooned right. or something like that, then that <laughs> open you. sore might just be something you should check anyway, mm-hmm. but might not be monkeypox. But now that he's had people die from it. No, not anyone died from it, because it's it generally doesn't kill people. But anyway, uh, now that he's hesitated, are they going to hate him? I don't, I don't know. It's a good point. And
2: it, you're correct. Zero people in the United States have died. I think it's nine worldwide have died from monkeypox. Now, look, you could say that it's got to get worse, and that may happen. And it is something serious. Like It's apparently very, very painful and, uh, and terrible to deal with. Um, but there's more to this story, which... The thing is, this is unlike COVID, right? This is not like we have a new virus and we're like, holy crap, what do we do? We better get Operation Warp Speed. We better get all these medicines in the pipeline, all these things going on. We already have a vaccine for this, already ready. It was uh, something that we already had gone through for smallpox, and the smallpox vaccine works on monkeypox. Now, not too long ago, Glenn, we had 20 million doses of this vaccine which we just let expire now that so now when we need it Hmm. we don't have it and that's not all joe biden's fault but the second part of it is which is he uh let me give you this this is from the new york times by the time the federal government had placed its orders because we waited too long the vaccines denmark-based manufacturer bavarian nordic had booked other clients and was unable to do the work for months, officials said, even though the federal government had invested well over $1 billion in the vaccine's development. So we helped make the vaccine. Then we had 20 million doses that we let expire. And it was so bad that Health and Human Services so miscalculated the need that on May 23rd, This is not like two years ago, five years ago, when you might understand we don't think monkeypox is coming. On May 23rd of this year, they allowed Bavaria Nordic, the the vaccine manufacturer, to deliver 215,000 fully finished doses that the federal government had already bought to European countries instead of holding them for the United States.
1: Well, I think it's another fine decision <laughs> by the Biden administration. <laughs> of course. I it is. mean, it fits right in with it. Could I uh, could I ask you this? Listen, listen uh, to this. Listen to this. Yeah. There's a new guide out, okay, a new mm-hmm. guide how to protect yourself, okay? Yes. And uh it says if you discover a bump on your skin, uh but you still want to and I'm not making this up, uh share in the fun of a gay fetish festival. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But you have a bump on your skin that might be monkeypox. You should quote cover it up with a Band-Aid or clothing before you go out. That's, now that's int- That's really interesting. That's fascinating. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna add uh, open weepy sores to band aids now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> the uh, San Francisco San Francisco had their annual up your alley street fair. Mm. Uh Hmm? yeah. And uh the uh the California senator Scott Weiner, which is uh he he's a senator. Mm-hmm. Um and uh uh they told potential attendees of the Fetish Festival how to remain safe. Um Weiner I'm sorry, the senator shared a guide from the organization on Core Alley without fear of monkeypox. Core Alley is the up-your-alley street fest. Um, And uh, they said it was really great guidance on monkeypox so we can continue to have fun while reducing risk. Um, Well, now, wait a minute. mm, I'm not sure that going ahead with the up-your-alley fetish festival Um, is necessarily the best idea. Now, remember this is coming from the California, but remember our own government, as soon as the Biden administration got in, one of the first things they did was uh, put out advice on how you can safely attend orgies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now they're doing this. Now I just, I, you know, this at Wiener says, you know, um, you know, that, that, that we have to, we have to, you know, uh, you know, just go out there and have fun, but, you know, put a band on, you know, uh, and uh, and but just just go just go out and have fun. You know what I mean? Um, but here's what he said in 2020 about covid. We need a national mask mandate, period. That's how we'll beat this virus. He went on to say here recently about the monkey pox. That we don't need any top-down rules. People should decide what they what they is right for them when it comes to their health. Hmm. Fascinating. And and you know, I just before I take a quick break, um, I was thinking of this, and I want a response that is intellectual and 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 accurate. Um, sure. And accurate on how I feel. So I would. I would. Uh, I would just say uh, to Senator Wiener, uh, up your alley. (laughs) I mean, no, it sounds like a great time. Anyway. Hmm? Not up your alley. Up yours. (laughs) We've upped our protection. (laughs) Now, up Up yours. yours. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. So, I uh, I want you to listen very carefully to this story. Democrats block measures to stop gain-of-function research. Now, this is according to John Solomon reports. Gain-of-function is a process by which researchers genetically modify a virus. What? Senate Democrats on Thursday declined to offer unanimous consent to two measures on the stop gain of function research, a process now infamous over its alleged connections to the spread of COVID-19. Can we stop saying alleged? I mean, I know we don't have proof, but just because the fact that we don't have proof at this time, I think is proof. I mean, we know where these things are. We, we track down patient zero quite quickly. Uh, It's been, what, two years, three, almost three years? We know. Anyway, Republican uh, Kansas Senator Roger Marshall put forth both the Viral Gain of Function Research Moratorium Act and the Safe Risk Research Act, which aimed to cut funding to universities conducting such research and foreign countries to do so as well. Gain of function is a process by which researchers genetically modify a virus. It has potential risk as an enhanced virus could potentially become a significant threat to humanity. Let me just point out a a little documentary in book form uh, called The Stand by Stephen King. It is disturbing that one of our top public health agencies directed this risky research to be offshored while encouraging the pause... In the exact same research in the U.S., said Marshall on the floor of the Senate just this week. Despite warnings and past lab accidents, our public health agencies, like the NIH, continue to fund the WMD research, often in China, nonetheless. Shockingly, Congress has minimal insight to the amount of this research at NIH, there is no transparency into their risk evaluation process. This is a national security issue. We must pause this research until national security experts can help create appropriate risk metrics, guardrails, and uh, processes for this research. Now, why would the Democrats want to to ban this and not pass this? It's a bill to stop something that they have claimed isn't happening. They've claimed we, Fauci said a million times we're not doing it. So if, if we're really not doing it, then what's the problem with passing this bill? I'm Just asking. I mean, you want to pass a bill and it says, uh, you know, for every blonde hair, Glenn Beck grows on his head. Uh, and it starts moving forward to his forehead, uh, we're going to give him a million dollars or we're going to execute him. Either way, it's not going to make a difference if we sign it or not, okay? I'm not going to be affected by that one way or another because it's not happening. Hmm. We'll get back to you on that. British veteran... Darren Brady, said Hampshire police over in England were impeding his right to free speech by tracking him down for reposting a meme featuring the LGBTQ2I pride flag arranged in the shape of a swastika. In viral uh, in viral footage, the arrest taken by police activist Lawrence Fox, who created the meme. Officers tell the 51-year-old at his residence that someone has caused anxiety based on your social media post. Wait, they were anxious because of that? I mean, it was like real anxiety because of the post? Wow, did they throw him in jail? You darn right. That's why he was arrested. He was creating anxiety in some members of the people that happened to be on social media and saw that. Now, here in America, that would be political speech. Of course, I could talk about a football game now, and it would be classified as political speech. But for sure, that kind of speech is protected. For sure. You can't say fire in a... In a crowded theater. I don't know. I've been in a lot of crowded theaters my whole career. And um, I've set fire several times from the stage. But anyway, that's a different story. Um, Protected speech surely is the kind of speech that would include offensive political speech or cartoons. Him taking a pride flag and arranging it in the shape of a swastika actually is, is... Quite on point for a lot of people, they would say, yeah, it's a well, it's actually a gay mafia is, I think, what my friends who are liberals in California call it the game, the gay mafia that you don't speak out against these people. And when I say these people, I mean, those people who are militant, militant LGBTQ2I plus people. (laughs) Every time I say that, I just, uh, I'm not going to make it any worse. So, uh, BlackRock has partnered now with Coinbase to offer crypto for institutional investors. Stu, what is, what, what, what exactly is uh, Bitcoin out right now? Do you know?
2: Uh, I want to say it's 23, 24,000, something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And people are saying it's going to go down to sixteen. And why did people say it was going to go down sixteen? Because it has no future. Well, here's BlackRock. Now Coinbase wasn't Coinbase, didn't they just lose a lot of shares recently, a lot of money in their, in uh, in Coinbase? Because, go ahead.
2: I, I, well, mean, every crypto company has had a, a pretty rough go of it uh, lately. When they were when it was at right. fifty thousand, it was uh, certainly a lot easier, I think, to do business. Uh, but it has right, bounced off right, of its right. lows right.
1: for sure. But if I'm not mistaken, the government came out about Coinbase here recently and said they were doing something. I don't remember. And uh, they are, Coinbase and so is fighting shares-
2: very, very angrily with the government at, at the moment. Um, they've gone mm-hmm. back and forth many times, uh, as, of course, the government has not provided any guidance to any crypto company as to how mm-hmm. they're supposed to handle certain transactions, certain uh, tokens. It has been a nonstop government caused uh, source of uh, angst for every crypto company uh, and Coinbase has not been Mm -hmm. exempt from that in fact Mm -hmm. they seem to be the target of it uh, more than anything else
1: yeah that weird so why would BlackRock just before the price plummets from $60,000 per coin Mm -hmm. BlackRock announces that they're going to open it up for institutional investors they're going to they're going to start saying hey if you want to put your money into bitcoin put it in with us and uh you know we'll have a very loud seat at the table they seem smarter than putting all of that money into a cryptocurrency when cryptocurrency is collapsing and then for them to partner with coinbase as it's having real problems uh because just of bitcoin going down Um, But also because they're having problems with the government. Wow. It is such a coincidence that BlackRock gets into bed with them and BlackRock, you know, opens up, uh, you know, for investors uh, and they finally say, we're going to get in the crypto world. And then the whole thing crashes. And, oh, my gosh. And think of this. And then that impoverishes all of those people that had any money in uh, crypto because a lot of people. Young people especially have taken their money and put it into Bitcoin. And now it's not worth as much. And I wonder if there'll be any buy. no, there will be buyers. It'll be BlackRock. Huh. Boy, that's strange. I haven't figured out what could be going on there. Uh, Let me give you some good news. Give you some good news. Do you remember, um, let's start in California. In Texas, we really appreciate Californians. Uh, We love them. We would like them to move someplace else, but we love them. And we think kind of Californians a little bit like Cubans, that are still hanging out in Cuba and could get away. But it's like, oh, I don't know. I have such a sense of loyalty to Cuba. But in California, we've made difference. We've made a big difference. During the pandemic, we entered, uh, interviewed Dave Folds. I don't know if you remember him from the Crony Sports Bar and Grill in Agora Hills. His restaurant was being punished by the government for defying those COVID lockdowns. His uh, company was being sued by the Los Angeles Health Department for operating he- without a health permit, which they took from him. The city of Agora Hills operating without a business license because you need a health permit to get one. And their landlord for operating without proper permits and licensing. This all stemmed from them defying the lockdowns. They even had to meet with the uh, the city of uh, Agora Hills at criminal court. I want to give you an update? They're still in business. He wrote a staff member here recently of this program. He said the months we defied the orders and stayed open were the busiest months in business and sales we ever had. I don't know if uh, if what would have happened if it wasn't for the supporters like Glenn and his staff and his audience we would have never been able to last and fight as hard as we did. We're so grateful for the generous donations from your audience. We've used the funds to pay for two attorneys, fines. We donated a number of, uh, a number of, uh, of uh, cash to like-minded organizations and businesses that really needed help as well. We will never regret that we took this stand. I think it made a difference in helping getting business open sooner if we had not. I just hope more businesses would have joined us in the fight. I'll forever be grateful to Glenn and all of his listeners. But that's not all. Do you remember uh, Shiva uh, Raj? They came on my show last year in March and told us that they had started a movement to recall the San Francisco school board. Do you remember this? San Francisco schools were completely out of control. The school board members prioritized their politics over their education. And they were more focused on renaming the schools than reopening them. So parents, left, right, and center, came together to do something about it. They recalled the school board in a landslide victory. They won every neighborhood in San Francisco. The mayor appointed three new school board members. Two came from the list provided by their organization. The day they won the recall, the city council tried to put the measure on the ballot to prevent future recalls, but again, this group fought back and won. Now, according to one of the ladies, Autumn, the board has shifted the culture, focusing on good governance and making sure kids can read. She had this advice for listeners. Don't let anybody tell you things are impossible. Ordinary people can do extraordinary things. That's the foundation of our our nation. And, in the end, most of us want the same things. Good schools, safe streets, garbage picked up on time. We unified San Francisco, from Republican to Democrat to Green Party, by focusing relentlessly on the things we could agree on. So let's talk with people on the other side. I think we all have more in common than all of us think.